All right, peace. This is Moors in America. Um, just have a few words going to share on the movie Barbarian, the new film, new horror movie. It's a pretty big movie. Um, it's doing real well. It was actually a good film, so we're going to have a quick breakdown. Just recorded it a little earlier today, so y'all check this out. Make sure you hit like and share. Yeah, the movie was pretty good, but um, anyway, like I said, click like and share. There's going to be spoilers in here. <laughs> Sorry, Morris. <laughs> All right, so um, you know how we do here. If you don't, this is Morris in America. We don't just talk about the movie. Not just going to get up here. To, and then they did this. They went through this door. No, we're going <coughs> to speak about what's really going on in the movie. So we're going to talk about that. All the signs and symbols and the message behind the message is is like the onion. There's always layers. Yeah, so we're going to speak on on that. Sorry, boys. No, seriously, though, um, one reason why I wanted to do it is because there's some some heavy-hitting stuff in there, and it's going to go right over most people's heads. So I wanted to make sure we pointed that out. And um, here we go. I mean, here it is, boys. You're listening to the True and Living Light, bringing more in America. As always, I'm your brother, Lloyd Douglas, also known as Sharif Ali. Here, we are uncovering and bringing glorious light to all issues pertinent to the Morris American paradigm, because that's what we do here on this podcast known as Morris in America. So we're not just getting here to talk about a movie, even though we're about to talk about the movie, but we're about to show you the subliminal message that's up in here, all right? So hopefully everybody's having a good evening. And um, if you wouldn't mind, please share this broadcast on your favorite social media platform, and when we come back, we're going to expand further on this topic. You don't want to miss it. Relax. Grab your popcorn. Share this. In other words, grab a friend. Don't go anywhere, Morris. Yeah. Hey, five on the right, two on the left, man. You know what time it is. Yo. We just moors in America, soar through the shores and endure criminal acts of war on our character. Seven years after the fourth score, no reward. Shout out to the most courageous, they was jumping over barriers. Where does that compare to you? We come from a place where you scared to visit our area. We come from a place where it's scary for good Samaritans. Heavy luggage we carrying, babies having babies. It's crazy being American. Praise the one and only Allah. There's no comparison. La ilaha. Body and very gin Laughing at you clowns like ha ha Dodging a Nephilim Conquer lower self with a high Follow your regimen Way before they came we were gods And now we specimen Tried to take the light from our eyes Thank God for Edison Then they put the wool on our eyes It's so embarrassing Now we travel frequently We should invest in Sheraton All of us got gold on our bodies Whenever we stepping in Screaming Ramadan Mubarak Training the flesh again Wishing we could move as a unit just like the Mexicans, dodging all the foods with estrogen, synthetic medicines, all sin is devilish. Sometimes the decisions that you make come for a better gift. Sometimes when you sin is to relate to all your brethren. Heavenly gates all in our face, we the champions. We live in the sky, we see the angels on the chariots. Waiting on the $20 bill, face a Harriet. I bet you I'ma carry it. I'm in love with music to the point I wanna marry it. But my love for people is greater, so I write messages. Largest spending power, but we still sit at a deficit Living amongst prejudice, even at our residence Moors in America, flourishing, excellent Let's buy up some neighborhoods and grow my own president Yeah And I come to you today With all intentions of spreading Love Truth
All right, peace, Moors. Um, let's let's get this started. Um, so, yeah, like I said, want to speak about this movie. So, um, you know, here how we do. Like, we, we don't just talk about movies unless there's something that I think applies to everybody. So, check this out. Okay, so yeah, there's a movie out. If you haven't heard of it, um, I mean, if you like movies, I would say check it out. It's actually a good movie, right? Uh, Barbarian, 2022 American horror film. This came out. Um, you can see they said the budget was 10 million. It's only been out for a few days, and it's already made a profit, 13.4 million in one weekend. So it's doing good. And um, like I said, it was like surprisingly good, right? Heard heard some good feedback about it. So we went ahead and checked it out. Um, basic plot: This lady books a remote. I mean, books a um, a home, remote home in a rundown neighborhood in Brightmore, while staying in Detroit for a job interview. And then there's this double book. So there's already a guy in there who used a different app. And so there's all this awkward like stuff going on between them because she don't know if he, you know, what's going on. He don't know what's going on. You don't know if he's out to get her. You don't know what's going on, right? And then it turns out they basically got a monster in the basement. <laughs> you know, it's like crazy, right? Come here. Um, hang on. Yeah, so Morris, we, we're going to speak about what's really going on in that movie, all right? Okay, so yeah, um, just looking at it quickly. Right. And like I said, we're going to we're going to go over the movie and then we're going to we're going to have spoilers. It's just it is what it is. So if you don't want the spoilers and all that, you might want to go. Right. So just reading this, um, things are starting to get out already. Some of the surprises and stuff, if you if you notice going in, it's not going to be as surprising. Obviously, that's why they call spoilers. So if you don't want spoilers, you know, why are you here? Right. Come back after you've seen it. OK, so here we go. Um I'm just going to read this real quickly, but then I'm going to give it from my perspective. Okay, so, uh, yeah, like I said, this is one of the most surprising studio movies of 2022. This came from Disney, Disney's 20th Century Studios, right? One of the first major horror horror releases of the fall season, right? Right before Halloween. Um, brief recap. This is a lady. She's Asiatic. Tess. She arrives at her rental home in Detroit, Michigan, the night before a big job interview. I'm sure Airbnb is going to be pissed off, or they already probably pissed off about this movie. But um, <clears throat> only to discover a man named Keith Bill Skarsgård. He's the dude who plays it. I mean, who plays the um, Pennywise, the clown, right? And dude's kind of creepy looking, right? You know, for real. Like, no knock to do, but he's he kind of creepy looking. Like, and so he's in the house already, like it's double book. And she's supposed to be staying in there. So they're going back and forth, showing proof that they both booked it. And then it turns out that the, the agency that this other dude is a third character. He owned it. He used the agency to handle the um, the um, property. And so somehow it got double booked. Allegedly, these two people both staying in the house. And they got like awkward conversations. They flirting. They start to warm up to each other, right? So this is all what's going on just on the surface level. And then she actually goes to a job interview. And for some reason, she comes back to the house, which is like, like why, why, why didn't you just leave? Go get a motel or something, right? She sees some dude, this homeless dude's running at her, talking about, don't go in there, don't go in there. And she's all scared. She runs in the house. She called the police. Police unavailable. They don't even come to this neighborhood because this is Brightmore, Detroit, rundown. You're not getting no service out here. She's looking for toilet paper, gets locked in the basement, finds out there's hidden passageway um, going down there. She sees a room in there. It's disgusting, right? It's got a bed and a bucket. The bucket looks disgusting. It's got a bloody handprint on the wall, and it's got a camera, like an old camcorder set up there. The dude comes back to the house. The other dude who was in there that was double booked, he sees her in the basement, like saying she's stuck. And so he breaks her out. But he tells her he's begging her to stay while he goes into the basement to see what's really going on. Because she's telling him she saw this stuff. He's like, you saw a bed in a bucket 
You scared? Like, let me go check it out. So he goes down there and disappears. And then she goes down there looking for him. And then, like, all oh, hell breaks loose. You know, people start getting killed. And it's crazy. And they find out that there's a woman down there that's, like, all deformed and crazy looking. And the dude who actually owns the property, he's, like, he's in L.A. He's in Hollywood. He comes there um, to check on his properties because he's in trouble. He got accused of rape. So he's, like, seeing if he need to sell his properties. And, like, you can tell there's some shady business going on because the rental company, they're, like, nobody's in there. Nobody's staying in there right now, right? It's, it's, it's unoccupied. So, like, dude goes up in there, and he winds up getting stuck down there, too. You find out the female, the Asiatic woman, still alive in there. They're being held captive, right? So it's crazy, right? Because there's this creature, this this deformed woman is like, got superhuman strength looking crazy as hell. Right. So there's a whole bunch of crazy looking stuff going on in there and without getting all into all the details, just in case you haven't seen it. So there's still something to see. Um, They wind up, you know, trying to escape and then realizing there's even more to this, like this, this subterranean tunnels, this under the basement, under the house, like go down real far. There's a whole lot going on down there. They show. um Meanwhile, in the in the um, background, they're showing playbacks like um, from the '80s of the, like the history behind the house. You see, there's an older European dude who, when everybody was leaving Detroit in the '80s, '70s, and '80s, everybody was getting up out of there. He's like, "Nah, I ain't going nowhere." And then they show the dude's really a creep, and he's like a a serial rapist, you know, getting women, getting them down there. You know, keeping them down there, impregnating them. And so that's where all this stuff came from. This dude's like impregnating women, then impregnating the children, then impregnating the grandchildren. And it's crazy. It's like, it's, it, it's sick. It's disgusting. They, you know, it's a horror movie. They're going through the fights and stuff to try to stay alive. Um, just to skip to the end, there's an encounter with a dude who owns the property, finds this old dude, he's still alive. And he's just in a room in one of the dark tunnels. He's stuck in this old nasty room. And it's um, you could tell because they show the flashbacks that he's an older version of the dude who was getting the women and keeping them down there. Right. And it's disgusting because they got these cages. They got like dog food in them. But like you can tell this is like where he was keeping the people. So it's crazy. Uh and you can tell that, like, dude has become trapped in there now. Like, as it says here in this breakdown, this guy, Frank, who was the one kidnapping the women, used to be able to move around and enact his disturbing behavior on women. He would kidnap and assault. And now he's become a prisoner of his own creation and is forced to live in his own hell. Right. So I'm just reading this because this is all symbolic of something else. Right. People creating these terrible situations, and now they stuck here too, forced to live in their own hell. Okay, and so this is all this going on like right in front, you know, right, right in your face. But then there's also some going on beneath the scenes. I want to talk about that. We're going to go ahead and talk about that right now, Morris. All right. So check this out. Make sure you. All right. Peace, Morris. Waiting for connection. I don't know what that's about, but um, today I want to talk to you briefly about a movie that I just watched. So me and the Moabitess went and saw a movie, a scary movie called Barbarian yesterday. And I um, wanted to share this with you because obviously, man, if, if you're really tuned in, you already know just right off the bat that name should jump out to you, right? Barbarian, the Barbary moors the barbary states the barbary pirates right talking about moors so anyway the movie's called barbarian and um before you watch this if you like don't want any spoilers right you haven't seen it you, you might want to tune out right now because it's going to be spoilers it's basically just going to give you a synopsis of the movie um what's really being said i guess you could say the sub um the subliminal messages in the movie and um gonna be giving some spoilers away okay so it's called barbarian and 
The movie is about a couple of characters, with the main character being a woman, an Asiatic woman, who go to an Airbnb in a rundown neighborhood in Detroit where there's a lot of abandoned houses. And they wind up finding out that there's more than meets the eye to the house. There's some secret chambers in there. People were being held there against their will and killed, okay? And so that's the basics of it. People have no idea what they're getting into coming to this Airbnb, right? So, um, and just briefly, like just real brief, you got the woman, it starts off with the woman. She's coming to this Airbnb, it's late at night, it's raining. Like she's obviously in a rush. She's trying to open the box to get the key out so that she can open the door. And um, she finally gets the box open, the key's not in there. She's a light, come on. The guy, there's a guy in the Airbnb already. It's a house, it's a house in, in, in this neighborhood, right? And it's so dark, you can't really see what's going on in the neighborhood. And um, there's a guy staying in there already, but she had the Airbnb. And so the guy opens the door, he, you know, is talking to her, she's showing, him her reservation on the email he's like okay that's crazy but i rented this too and you know they come in and talk and you know trying to figure out what they're going to do because he's like showing her his phone too how he's got a reservation there right he's a european dude okay and so that's the basics of it like she doesn't really know what's going on he doesn't either there's a whole play it um um where you you know you don't know if this guy's sinister or not right and so the guy the, the european dude he's an actor he's the same dude who played um plays uh pennywise in the it movies the stephen king film it and um like he's kind of creepy looking like you, you know you know you don't know what he's up to right and so um you know he's playing like he's a nice guy but you don't know and so that's like the whole play of the you know the interaction between him and her but this isn't what it's really about we want to talk about what's really going on so in the movie all right first off the film is called barbarian and like i said if you're already tuned in you already know barbarian barbary the barbary states were tunis algiers tripoli morocco all right we're talking about barbary berbers we're talking about moors right and that's why um you know, from an etymological perspective, the word Barbary, Berber, they're tied together, right? So Barbary, Berber, we're talking about Moors. So the movie's called Barbarians. And the neighborhood that they're in, which they mentioned a couple times in the movie, is Brightmoor. Brightmoor, if you go and look that up on Google, for those not from Detroit, you go, you see that Brightmoor is a neighborhood in Detroit. And um, now, like the population dropped just over like 30, 40 years down to um, less than half of what it used to be. So it used to be like 20 something, maybe almost 30,000 people living there. Now it's like 11,000. So significant drop in population. And that left a bunch of abandoned homes and abandoned businesses. So you got a, a lot of rundown um, um, areas in this neighborhood and abandoned straight up abandoned and then over 40 years 30 years you know like houses start getting holes in them you know like i mean like you know buildings start you know falling apart um when drugs the crack era you know you had all types of things going on it was a terrible place it could be a really scary place where you know pretty much anything goes like it's lawless and then of course people squatting in the homes and then just like you had like in that area in that neighborhood brightmore you had people just selling drugs just out in the open you know because it's like no police ain't nobody out here ain't nothing you know to worry about they can do whatever they want so this is a dangerous place right and um so anyway but getting back to it, it you know it's a real neighborhood matter of fact that don't breathe movie the other movie where there's a a guy who's like the dude is blind he was keeping people in his basement and like impregnating them right so it's like another i guess you could say thriller filmed in that area they took advantage of that whole you know um situation with brightmore being this area that's abandoned it's dangerous so this is where the lady gets the airbnb right so 
why is this taking place in Brighton? Alright? And then, then to, um, <coughs> to, to give you the story so that you can understand. Like, so when I explain what's really going on, so it makes sense. You have <coughs> almost like a monster, a creature, is living there, right? It's a human. Um, there's a backstory that they give you some dude in the 80s that used to own this house, right? He's like, he's a, he's like a serial killer. He's a maniac. He's like, um, kidnapping women, keeping them down in the dungeons, like beneath the house, underneath the basement. There's like secret components, right? They go further underground. He's keeping women down there and impregnating them, right? And eventually he, he never left. He stayed there, so they show his neighbor, like, in the 80s, talking to him, like, oh, I'm about to sell, we're getting out of here, right? He's like, no, nah, I'm not going anywhere. So the dude winds up eventually never leaving the house. This is the story that the um, the lady, the main character, learns later on. There's, like, a, a homeless guy who's an Asiatic man who's telling her the whole story, right? He's like, that guy never left the house, and he was kidnapping women and impregnating them, all right? And, um, well, to get back to that. Uh, this same Asiatic man who was like, he lived in Brightmore, he lived in the neighborhood, he's telling her how this guy who was doing that to these women, he started to impregnate the women, and then he would impregnate the children, and then impregnate the grandchildren, so they're extremely you know, um, inbred right, severe inbreding going on um, they're severely um, deformed and it's just having issues because you can't have like the gene pool that small, right? You're not supposed to do that, obviously, right? So this is what's, what's um, you know, the, the backstory for this monster now that they, they find like the, the the female and the uh, European dude that are in, in there, the, the European dude winds up getting killed, right? And he gets killed by the, this, this woman that's living down there. And, um, it's like, you know, basically she's like a monster. She's got human, superhuman strength. She's, she's deformed. She can't leave the house in the daytime, right? She can only come out at night. That's why they're down in the dungeons <laughs> beneath the house. And the, uh, the European dude who was kidnapping the woman, he's down there too, but he's dying. He's just like laying on the bed dying, okay? And so um, these are the dynamics of the story, like for the most part. You've got this situation going on these people come to the airbnb they don't even realize it they're in there you know and they they have some chemistry going on her and the the guy before he gets killed um you know they got things in common they're talking and she's starting to trust them and then boom he dies there's a, another guy who actually owns the house right there's another dynamic there too there's a guy who owns the house they show he's like working in hollywood a producer he he just gets some terrible news that he He's up for rape charges, right? Somebody's accusing him of rape. He had, he's going back to Detroit to potentially sell this property, right? Because he's they mentioned he's got properties in in Michigan, so he's coming. He comes. He owns this. It's revealed he owns this Airbnb. He comes in. He winds up getting going down in the basement, getting captured too. Okay, and so um, now some of you may have already figured this out. What what? What's really going on here? Why, why are they making this big time movie? So when you look at this, right, you, you got the neighborhood Brightmore, right? And it's called Barbarians. Obviously, this is about the Moors, obviously, all right? And what you really see here um, is, is, is like on two levels. Like on one level, you have the historical story of what happened in Europe, all right, from 7-Eleven, to 1491 the Moors ruled Europe and um and in ruling Europe all right with the home base in southern Europe in in Spain um there was a huge infusion of Moorish blood into the European tribes why because the Moors um the Moors were having like uh European concubines and some Moors, the more powerful they were, some of them had hundreds of concubines. And so they're literally, they're, um, they're putting their seed into all of these women. And that's why then when you go to Southern Italy, uh, Europe, like Italy, uh, Greece, uh, Spain, the, the people in that area have a stronger, um, 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 a stronger, uh, 
influence, I guess, Moorish influence. It's and it's particularly um, apparent, like in their appearance, like in their in their bloodline. Like you see the darker hair, maybe tan skin tone, and um, you'll see that. But that infusion though went throughout Europe because the Moors didn't just stay in that area, right? So you had for almost 800 years this occurring with Moors. Um, impregnating European women, having European concubines. So Europe got this huge infusion of what you would call African blood, the Moors um, putting their blood back into their bloodline, right? Okay, and so this occurred. This really occurred in real life. And um, this is now, well, what I would say now, you, you see that being, that story being retold, which actually happened in the past, not too long ago. But then it's also telling you on another level that this, this is what's needed right now. We need that infusion of the blood. And that's why you see so many things promoting interracial um, relationships. All right? And um, if you look at what the Nation of Islam taught, what did they tell you about the, the so-called caveman, the European, that they were going out like uh, you, you may have seen the things with the cavemen going out and clubbing the women over the head, dragging them by their hair, right? In reality, like this is what the Nation of Islam would teach, that, that they were going and they were getting women, um, you know, going into the Garden of Eden, right? Getting Because they were kicked out of the Garden of Eden. So they were going in there, um, kidnapping Asiatic women and bringing them back into the Caucasus Mountains to impregnate them, right? Because they needed that bloodline. They needed that. They were getting weaker. And so what was happening was they were devolving. So in, in the Caucasus Mountains, you had people who were really living in caves, for real. This caveman story, um, it's not completely false. It's not all of our history, but there was a segment of the um, human population that was living like cavemen, for real. So they were living in caves, whether it was subterranean, you know, going underground, or just, you know, living in caves or in the mountains, and um, they were devolving, right? Because this is what naturally happens also when you have a small gene pool to pull from, and when you have um, inbreeding going on, especially over over generations of inbreeding, right? You're devolving, and um, you know, you're gonna have savagery, all types of things taking place. So this really happened, and um, when the Moors came through, and infuse the Europeans with their bloodline, right? Now they're coming out of the caves. Now they're able to be out in the sunlight, right? The sun's not bothering them. There was even a scene in the movie where the Asiatic woman is escaping from the basement, and there's like like a um, you know a little window that that is um, above ground, and she gets out of that window, and there's the uh, lady who lives down there is trying to grab her right it was daytime so she she um went back into the basement instead of trying to grab the lady or come out and fight she went back into the basement and she couldn't come out because the sun was out all right and so in the past this actually occurred and so this movie is subliminally letting it be known like we need that bloodline again and this is why you have this scenario where the asiatic woman and the european man are set up to breed right they both wind up in the Airbnb in Brightmoor together, right? In Brightmoor, right? The land of the Moors. So they're there, put in this situation together so that they can breed. Bottom line. Because why? Because we need your bloodline, all right? And then you had a whole nother dynamic too, because in the movie they show the uh, Asiatic woman and uh, one of the, the, the guy who owned the property um, they were they were trapped. They were being held in a cage down in the subterranean level. And the the um, the woman, this this deformed monster woman, she's trying to get them to drink from a baby bottle. She wants them to see her as the mother, like the mother figure, right? The great mother. They she wants them to accept her and see her as that, right? And it's like she's. You know, in the movie perspective, it's like she's so um, deformed and messed up, like mentally, she she can't even really talk, right? She's just like, she speaks like a baby, right? And she's handing them this big, disgusting-looking bottle, trying to get them to drink from it, 
you know, and, and it's just showing like how all of this stuff is coming down. The great mother is, is coming down. You know, the, the, uh, the queen of England is dead, right? It's dead. And, and a lot of people, a lot of regular people all over the world don't look to them and see them as this great royal family. A lot of people are starting to see the corruption. And, and even starting to see that she's not all she was cracked up to be, meaning the, the uh, Queen of England, right? There's still a lot of people that don't know any better, but all of that stuff is starting to be exposed. So people aren't even starting to look at them as that anymore, okay? And you, you even saw that in the movie, like the, the Asiatic woman, she's drinking from the bottle and she's trying to survive. She don't want her to kill her. They're, they're tell, she's telling the dude, like, don't make her upset, you know? Right, and the dude was like, he's European, he's like, man, forget this, I ain't drinking that, you know, he, he don't care, he ain't going. But um, anyway, what I was saying was, though, that all of that stuff is coming down. It's not working anymore. Nobody sees you in that light anymore. And at the end of the movie, at the end of the day, the Asiatic woman winds up killing this uh, this woman, this, this creature, right? She winds up shooting her, putting her down. Um, it shows, though, that at the end of the day, like the, the European dude, the dude who owned the property, he was all about himself. It was implied that he, he had rape charges against him. And in the movie, he's having a conversation with his friend at the bar. His friend's just like, come on, just tell me. You know, I'm your boy. You know, I want to know from your own words, like what happened. He basically, he implies that he pretty much did it. He raped the woman. He's like, look, man, did she say no? Yeah, she said no a couple of times. But, you know, I'm persistent. And, and he implied that she, she took some drug or something. And that's when he did it, right? So it's shown that he, he's a jerk. He's a self-serving. He even shoot, he, uh, he, he uh, throws the Asiatic woman off of uh, um, the top of a building. Like, they're on the top of this uh, structure. And he throws her off to try to save himself, right? which at the end of the day he winds up getting killed and so does the uh this monster lady creature right now when the movie was over it was funny because there was a european couple in front of us and like when the movie's over you know we're all getting up and the dude gets up and he's like man that movie sucked right <laughs> and my wife's like yeah was this movie really bad i'm like no nah, it wasn't bad it was you know it was a well-made movie but i was like he he's gonna say that of course he is because like Look at who survived. The Asiatic woman survived. Both of the European dudes um, died. Both of them were killed. One of them was a straight-up creep, you know, a rapist. He was a dirtbag. He was he was a, a coward, you know. He was a bad person, right? One of them was a straight-up creep. Like, he didn't have any redeeming qualities about him, you know. And so all of the European dudes, they were all either straight-up the bad guys, like the... Uh, the, the, the dude, the old dude who they show in the 80s who started this mess, kidnapping women and doing this terrible stuff, who started all of it, he was a bad guy, right? He, he got killed too. He killed himself, right? So he was down there in the dungeons. He was horrible. And then um, on top of that, you know, like all the other ones died. So, you know, it, of course he's going to think that, right? There was no, no, um, you know, no good European heroes in there so yeah they, he's gonna feel like that but um you know just going back to it though the movie though what they're telling you um subliminally and if you ask me I say overtly like they're outright telling you but I know this message like most people are not the majority the vast majority of people is not gonna see this when they see that movie so this is the subliminal message is that we need that bloodline we need it we need it badly like everything's falling apart and we need another infusion of blood and so at the end of the day when you see that and then you see what's going on you know this is what's really going on this is why the you know the interracial relationships are promoted so much and not knocking anyone in any interracial relationships just keeping it real that's why it's being promoted right because at the end of the day it's understood amongst those in the know they gotta go through us okay and that's why the people in leadership um, at the end of the day they have to be Muslim sons they have to pretend to be us even just to be in a position to rule period 
even though we don't know that they're pretending to be us, that's what has to occur. Because the Moors rule all of this. All right? And so, uh, just wanted to share that. Um, it was a good movie, though. It was, it was cool. But yeah, it was some heavy, heavy stuff going on there. And, um, you know, that's, for the most part, that's what I saw. And uh, y'all feel free to share anything in the comments, though. Anything you saw, if you saw something differently, or maybe something that you didn't cover, feel free. And make sure y'all hit like and share. Peace and love. All right, peace, Morris. Let me um, speak on that real quick, too, because um, I said something about those who rule all have to be Muslim sons. Not not speaking ill on anyone or, um, you know, any any other groups out there, any, in, you know, anybody doing their thing, but just keeping it real, right? The people who rule have to um, sit in the place of the Moors, basically their custodians, right? And if you're not going to be who you are, somebody else will step up and do it, okay? So there's really no reason for us not to be who we truly are. All right, and then if you go through and look at these list of um, people listed here, you know, some of them might be people in power and positions back in the past. This is obviously old. You might not even be able to look up information on some of these people in here. This is from 1922, San Francisco is Amazon. But if you look at people that are in power today, right now, you'll find that many of these people are you know, Muslim sons in secret. Not that it's something that they hide in shame. It's just that they don't tell you about it or what it really means. And if you ask, they're really not going to tell you because if you're asking, that means you don't know. So you have to truly be a more in order to even get an intelligent response. Now, um, I saw something in the chat, though. Um, a question was asked. I want to speak on that real briefly because it ties into um, this discussion on this film so in this barbarian film it's called barbarian we spoke about how anytime you see that barbarian you know it's speaking about us the film just happens to take place in brightmore detroit and we sh showed you in here how it's a play off of what occurred in the past with the moors coming through and fusing them with the bloodline all right living in um devolved situations devolved conditions right in the caves or just living in in in, in the dark ages, right? Needing that infusion of that blood. And so it's being told that this is need, needed from these same people in modern day and times, all right? In the modern times. And there was a question in here, like um, speaking about the, as I think I had mentioned the queen of England and they were dying and there was a question saying, how are we gonna deal with Charles, right? Cause now Prince Charles is now King Charles, right? Okay, but what's going on, whether people realize it or not, is that all of these people are being exposed. It's all coming out. They're all being exposed for who they truly are. And um, some of these things are taking place subliminally. But over time, these things will be played out in front of everyone. Eventually, everyone's going to find out about Joe Biden and how his son, Hunter Biden, the rumors about him having this laptop and all of these things, it's all going to come out. People are going to see it, that it's real. Okay. And to, to go back to that thing with the um, Prince Charles and them, right? This fake Royal family. There was a movie that just came out earlier. Um, let's see when it August 26th. So it just came out called the invitation. And if you see the previews for it, it looks like, you got this Asiatic woman who just happens to look like that one lady, Megan, right? Megan that married one of the princes, one of the um, the prince of England. Like, I don't know, Prince Harry or whatever the other dude's name is. One of them. She married one of them, right? And she's Megan Markle. She's from here, right? So the star of that film just happens to look like her. It's called The Invitation. I'm going to get back to that in a second. But um, all you got to do is type in her name and watch this. Boom. Don't even have to finish it because a lot of people look this up. They look up that actress and Meghan Markle. Why? Because they look alike. Okay. And so they'll tell you, oh, this is just a coincidence. It's just a coincidence. No, it's not a coincidence. This lady who 
you know, in the film is like, I guess, an American who finds out she's, you know, I guess got some bloodline or something ties to these people in England that are rich, right? And she gets the invitation, right? So the film, like the family in there, they're vampires. They're not what they seem to be, right? So I haven't seen this film yet, but I mean, you could just tell from the the um, trailers the, what it's all about, right? She's got this guy, you know, over here trying to woo her or whatever. And she finds out they're all vampires. They're not what they seem to be. And so this is being told to you out in the open, right? And then what did they need her for? They need that, that infusion of that blood. And it's being told to you in another way. So it's not a coincidence. They'll tell you it is. This is, this is the um, actress. And then this is the one who she was an actress too, who married the prince of England. Right. So on the left, you got her. So it's not a coincidence that they resemble each other. They both look like they're, you know, mixed. They both, you know, they she could almost play her. Right. Like they they more than just resemble each other. It's not it's not a coincidence. Okay, so they got her to play her in the movie. She I guess she addressed it on Twitter talking about I do not look like her. They're both biracial. Right. They're both light skinned black women. OK, so this is being told to you, but it's it's not. So when you see it, it's just in your head, like subliminally, you're getting it. You're getting the message or at least what they want you to get. OK, so, I mean, they, they gave away so much just in the trailer. You already know she gets there. These people, you know, they're living in, you know, mansions and they're really monsters. OK, they're really monsters. It's not all it's cracked up to be, but they need that bloodline for some reason. They need us. You know, there's a video that was circulating on the Internet where this guy um, who's, uh, I guess, a rich European dude, and he owns a, um, a cloning company. Or I guess you could say... Uh, like gene splicing company, right? And he's sitting here with, like it says here, black women. He's sitting here with some Asiatic women at a table telling them that you have the monopoly on genetic perf perfection and we want some of that. That's what he says. He says, we want some of that. And he's like telling them he'll give them like two or $300 for their eggs, okay? And he's speaking about it like real smugly, like, you know, you've got, you know, you've got this and and we we need it. We want it. OK, he's telling them this and they're sitting there. Some of them even look like they're a little uncomfortable about it. Right. But, um, you know, this this was circulating. I, I don't know who recorded it, but these two guys, two European dudes, they actually own a company that does like gene splicing and all that. So it seems like. You know, they, you know, seems like a joke. Maybe they're even taking it as a joke. Maybe even they see it as a compliment. But in reality, like, nah, this is like literally what's going on. Okay. And so um, this is why we see that in the movies. This is why you see that in Barbarian, that movie that was just up here, the, uh, the invitation. It's just blatantly like, look, we need that infusion. We need that DNA. We need the eggs. We need the womb. We need all of that. And they're letting it be known. Just the fact that these guys came out and had this discussion, you know, that was being recorded. Like maybe they recorded on purpose. It's this look like it came from a phone, but you know, maybe they did this on camera. It's because they're desperate. They're coming out here like this because it's the end. It's over. It's really over. So saying that, going back to the fake royal family and all that, it's it's over. All right. Just the fact that they out here, you know, sitting here talking about, yeah, we give you a couple hundred for your eggs. And, you know, we, we want some of your your genetic perfection. <laughs> right. They're, they're putting it out there. They're letting it be known. They, they've been doing it in the movie subliminally. But now it's to the point where even the subliminal message is kind of obvious. Right. Every, everybody can see that. So uh, 
that's really what this is about. Just point it out so that um, you see it. Because when you see it, the um, the trickery doesn't work. The messages are subliminal because if you're not on edge, if you're just having fun, enjoying the movie, it goes straight to your subliminal. Um, excuse me, straight to your subconscious mind. But this is just pointed out to you so that you know what's really going on, and that's it. Yeah, something you wanted to say. Oh yeah, I just wanted to add that like it's funny how these rituals play out and these you know these movies with all of these sim- symbolisms and um, you know with, with with Elizabeth you know dying and all that stuff like it's during a full moon cycle right and this is called the harvest moon I believe if I'm not mistaken. And next full moon is called the hunter's moon, right? But then it's all, it's right now, it's during the retrograde, the Mercury retrograde, right? So, you know, like peep, all that stuff that's going on, because as above, also below. And the people who's in the know use this energy that's happening, this unseen potent energy. They use it for their agendas and for their power, you know, to increase whatever, like to push whatever they want to happen. And they know what they're doing. And they're doing it all in our faces, right? So if you're walking around with your eyes shut, you know, and you you're you don't know what's going on, you better believe somebody is using your energy. You better believe they're using that energy, you know, to push their agendas. So definitely study self, definitely understand what's happening around you all the time. Definitely be on guard. You know, it's not to be scared. We're not pushing fear. We're pushing awareness, you know, be aware and stand on your principles, Morris, because we live in love, true, peace, freedom, and justice. And as long as we are in alignment with the most high we good we good they could try whatever they want and they not harvesting us right and our jobs is to sound the alarms to teach our children to let our loved ones know the ones who are on board you know let let them do it you know let them study on their pace because always remember you can't push this stuff on regular people you're either going to piss them off, they're going to call you crazy, <laughs> right? You have to meet people where they are, but always be your truth because your truth is eventually going to shine bright and other people are going to see that see that light and follow it when when they're ready. So just that's that's all I got to say, just live your truth and be mores. Don't be out here following behind the gods, they gods, the gods of Europe and the gods of everybody else because we have our own God and we know the place we can find our God is in our hearts. That means you got to know who you are so that you can access your greatest power that's within you and live your truth. So more just, just be aware you know, keep your eyes open, sharpen your swords, because it's always somebody grabbing at you. Always. The ads, the billboards, everything is always trying to get your attention so that they can feed off of your power. It's time for us to harvest our own power and rise up to our greatest greatness. Islam. All right, Islam, peace and love, everybody. Make sure you subscribe and also check out our website, www.moresinamerica.com. Also check out the Patreon. It's just patreon.com forward slash America. We also have the audio podcast on um, anchor.fm, moorish-americans, anchor.fm forward slash moorish-americans. Um, you can also find our group on Facebook, Moors in America group as well as the page on Facebook, Moors in America, also Moors in America on Instagram, and also on Twitter. 
make sure you tell everybody about the channel and subscribe if you want to you can send money on cash app to a donation to support the platform and also like i said earlier we're on patreon and that song more than america was made by the brother sean band sean bay right out of central ohio and on that note we out more it's a piece of love